Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined every Monday and Wednesday by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash Talk or anywhere you get your podcasts. The Pittsburgh Steelers are entering dangerous territory. Many people have believed that this season might be over, but we're here to talk about how it's not. There's plenty to go around a long year ahead and maybe some statistics that show us that things could bounce back. Plus some injuries, as always. It's a little bit of a gloomy day here in the Berg. I went and uh, hit the sauna at quarter after five this morning. Went for mm-hmm. you know my daily run, hit the sauna, left the sauna at about 535. And it was like 45 degrees outside. And that walk home was brutal. It yeah. Was... I, I went out to dinner last night at like 830 or something. And it was, it was cold. It was cold. legitimately cold. Yeah. So, but you know, love the fall. Love it all. All football season. As we know, how you feeling my friend? Feeling good. Feeling good. Ready to go. I, I feel on this one. So the New York jets Sunday. Akershire Stadium. Sure, there's going to be loud boos when it comes to Mitch Trubisky. The first question I got to ask, because this is the first question that came to mind. Do you think they get booed? Do you think Mitch Trubisky gets booed as he's welcomed into the stadium on Sunday? Because I thought about that yesterday. <laughs> that is a good question. Um, No, I don't think he'll get booed going into the stadium. Um, How sure are you on that? I'm pretty sure. People, people always arrive at these games with a little more optimism, I think, than they... You know, they, like no one is going to pay hundred of dollars to go to a Steelers game and then boo someone immediately. Like you're not going to enter that day with that negativity. I don't think. Um, no. So some people might, but I don't, I think the vast majority will not, will not boo. I mean, like after they go three and out on their first drive, maybe when they, you know, gain like two yards on a, not on like three plays, like they'll, then maybe the boos will start, but I, I couldn't. I don't. I don't think they'll boo him right off the bat. I mean, right. come on. What? Give, give Steelers fans it. a little bit of credit. Come on. Let's... I do. I do. Look at. I know Steelers fans. I've been in. I was. I grew up a Steelers fan. I've been engulfed in this for the last four years. Like I. I know Steelers fans, and like, there's a part of me that, like, yeah, like you know, like they want him to do well. But I. I. I don't know. There's also a part of me that's like they might make their message known right from the jump to say, all right, Tomlin, you didn't hear us last time. We're going to make sure that you hear us this time. We're not excited about it, but I do agree. I think after one, three and out, you know, things could get, could get rough. And from what I took away from Tomlin yesterday, and he didn't answer the question directly. And I will say that's a little bit on me and the media. You know, we talked about it afterwards. Like, should we have just asked him straightforward? But we knew that we weren't going to get an answer. You know, like, you know, Mike Tomlin, we all know Mike Tomlin. If you asked him, is is Mitch Trubisky going to start on Sunday? He would probably just say yes, even if Mitch Trubisky wasn't going to start on Sunday. Instead, he, you know, he, he spoke about how he has confidence in Mitch and, you know, the whole, he complimented everything. He complimented nothing but everything at the same time. He said, oh, everything genuinely generally everything i'm like well that you know that didn't see this seemed a little half-hearted but then he also said you know we are open to making changes but we're going to ride this out the depth chart came out which i think was the most notable thing is that they made a change at nose tackle 
to Montrevious Adams over Tyson Alualu. I like that move, but they didn't make a change of quarterback. I, I don't I didn't expect it, but do you expect to walk into this week, practices today, and us to see Kenny at least taking some first team reps to kind of see what happens? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see that at this point. Um, I think the you know, uh demoting Tyson, um, I think that was uh a big move. It's not a a one. It's a little bit of apples and oranges, but I think the fact that he uh, was able to that he was willing to move on from not move on from, but you know, uh, demote a, a, a veteran guy who's been around the team for so long and a guy that he he I think really trusts a lot. Um, just because the the performance wasn't good enough, you know, plain and simple. Yep. It's what it's what Tomlin claims to you know only really care about. Um, when making kind of football decisions. So you just wonder, okay, when, when does Mitch's performance reach that point? You know, does it change is at a different situation because there's only a rookie waiting behind him instead of a guy like Montrevious Adams. Um, you know, how do you like, it's, it's just, it is, it is interesting and it was notable. And I just wonder at what point does Mitch's play has Mitch's play been as bad as Tyson Lulu's? So Tyson Alualu's play, I looked at the stats. Derek Bell actually hit me with some stats um, this morning, I saw, and they were alarming. Okay, Tyson, DeMarvin Leal, and Chris Wormley have been on the field for like 150 snaps. They've combined, they've forced three pressures, which is awful. And you look at the run defense, obviously still struggling. You thought Tyson would be the answer to that. He's not. Monty's a, a, a Mon, Mon I, I called him Monty for a whole year, but he was like, no, it's wrong. Montrevious Adams is a guy that he's young. He came in here and, and immediately filled that role nicely. You know, I think he's got some upside. He kind of has a little bit of a Javon Hargrave feel, in, in my opinion. So I like that. But that is a good question. Is Mitch's play as poor as Tyson's? I think the difference is when you watch Mitch's play, there's been slight developments. You know, it's not mm -hmm. enough development, but each week you say, oh, okay, well, he moved. Well, this week he had a first good half against the Cleveland Browns. Hopefully this week it's another step forward. But I think that has kept him. And that's what Tomlin has said is I like his growth each week. I think that's what's kept him out of that category of, okay, performance hasn't been as bad as people who are deserving to get benched. But, you know, does it have to stall out or could it just be like, okay, well, we're kind of tired of, very minute progressions week by mm -hmm. week. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how, how, yeah. You know, how slow does the progress have to be before you say, we we can't afford to wait this long for, for you to get up to speed and to get up to, because again, they, we, they need them to reach not, they don't even need to be really good. They just need to be no. decent. Right. Like they need to be good enough to let the defense win. The game plan has been here the whole season. We talked about it all summer long about how the the offense is built to win off the defense and with the running game. And we're going to get into the running game. I have full confidence in the running game. I think it's going to click. But mm -hmm. you look at the offense and all they have to do is stay on the field long enough to not turn the ball over, not go three and out, give the defense a little bit of rest so that they could go win football games. You beat the Cincinnati Bengals at home in an absolute heater, forcing five turnovers. You could say whatever you want about what the Cincinnati Bengals have done since, 
that was a good defensive showing that against a, a Super Bowl, an AFC champ, and a team that wants to return to the Super Bowl. You have the pieces, you know. You just it, you can't you can't go three and out. That's the only mm-hmm. that's the that's the line. If the Steelers right. don't go three and out, they win. They're probably three and zero oh if they could fix some drives, one drive. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. The bar that's is spectacularly low. It is spectacularly um, low. There's nothing there. There's really there's no bar. They, they mm-hmm. came in here with no bar. The the mm-hmm. whole, you know, oh it's it, it's are you afraid? Is Mitch afraid to turn the ball over? His job was not to turn the ball over. That's all they've asked. That's all they're going to ask him to do is don't lose us football games. The problem is is that he's losing them football games. He's not turning the ball mm-hmm. over, but the offense is losing football games. So you have to take that next step. You know. If you don't go, the, the defense went 11 plays against the the Cleveland Browns. 11 plays. I think eight of those plays were runs. The offense got the ball back, three and out. You can't do that. You know, that's that's the worst thing you could possibly. If I'm Cam Hayward, I'm pissed. I'm looking at Mitch Trubisky like you couldn't get one first down. You couldn't right. help us out at all. That's right, especially the way the defensive line in particular is getting so much thinner. Um and that's, you know, I don't know if you want to segue into this right now, but Mike Tomlin brought up a few injuries yesterday at his press conference too. I don't know if you want to talk about those and talk about who might play this week. No, that's – and that's the other thing is they're going to get banged up. So this, the you're going to look at the season and the ball's rolling. Here we are. We're mid-season form. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in the NFL. The NFL is a constantly revolving injury machine. Mm-hmm. Things are going to happen. you got to be on top of that. You know, and I think that's it starts with the offense if they could click and then it goes into you have to stay healthy, which as again, you know, the Steelers are looking at right now. It's it's Wednesday morning. The Steelers are looking at Minka Fitzpatrick in the concussion protocol, Akello Witherspoon dealing with a hamstring and Kevin Dotson dealing with an ankle injury. Dotson has nine billion ankle injuries a season. I expect him to be fine, but Akello and Minka. Those are serious injuries. And at some, I mean, like what you can't expect people not to get hurt because you're out there for 40 minutes a game playing football uh, on the most physical side of the ball. So you're going to have guys go down again. It goes over the offense, but yeah, we could get into injuries. Those are the three big ones. Obviously Presley Harvin dealing with some hip tightness. They uh, signed Jordan Barry. I think it was hilarious because Jordan Barry was in the cafeteria like hanging out with with people and you know we walked in Jerry Dulac tweeted it out because he saw him and he started talking to him and then somebody's asked asked Tomlin about it and Tomlin was like yeah you know we'll, f- we'll figure it out and then 20 minutes later they announced the signing and yeah. I was just like all right you could just said that made my job a little bit easier but uh right appreciate you nonetheless so Jordan Barry's here Presley Harvin's out I expect Presley Harvin to be out you know hip injuries with a punter are tough um the other three, Minka, concussion, Akello, hamstring, and Dotson, ankle. ankle. Tough for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, uh, especially, you know, Dotson is one thing. Um, you know, we weren't particularly impressed with him in camp, but I think we've both been pleasantly surprised by the offensive line um, and what they've done. Uh, but, yeah, that that secondary, it's, it's thin already. And it only gets worse um, if you lose, you know, two guys, two starters back there, particularly Minka, who was putting together a 
very early defensive of the play, defensive player of the year campaign. Like that's, yes. and he's been a game changer. Like it's not just doing his usual Minka thing, like, you know, making tackles quarterback in the defense. It was the turnovers. He was forcing turnovers so often and it was, it was huge. And the Steelers needed them so badly. Yes. That was the big thing is, you know, Minka was the guy that without TJ, you needed somebody to make a moment in big moments. And that was Minka this season. And they're going to need that. They're going to continue to need that. Yeah, and I I don't know I don't know like if you have any optimism that either any of those guys are going to be so you think you think Dotson's going to be all right, but Witherspoon and and Minka seem much more in, up in the air. I would say so. Uh, Witherspoon didn't look great after the game; had a hard limp going on. Um, you know, he's usually a very happy guy, and he just looked a little bit down. Minka was sitting in the locker room with his hands over his head after the game, and I thought he was just upset about the game turns out to be this and you go back watch the film in the first quarter or the first half yeah he lays a blow on nick chubb and you look at that like if a normal person hit nick chubb they'd probably be dead so (laughs) you know for minka he's not the biggest guy in the world i get that he hits but yeah i I would say that's probably where it happened and i wouldn't be super optimistic that minka plays this weekend which is tough, which is really tough. I would say there's a very small chance Akello plays this weekend. I would say Akello might miss some time, like might miss a couple of weeks, which is really tough. You're going to need Cam Sutton and Levi Wallace to really step up. You're going to see some James Pierre, which is tough. But I I think that my my outlook for Akello is a no-go. My outlook for Minka is a very doubtful, but possibly. Um, And then... My outlook for Kevin Dotson is a yes. I think Kevin Dotson is going to be fine. It sucks because this is, like I said, like his 18th injury on his ankles in three years. It's a really rough time to be Kevin Dotson. But, you know, it didn't it didn't take him out of the game, which is big. You know, he, he went for the team run. He talked to the media yesterday um, or two days ago. He seems seems okay. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't look like he was like not involved in anything that the team did. So I would say he's a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't even be worried. J.C. Hassenauer is a good backup. You know, and I have a lot of confidence in JC Hassenauer. Um, mm-hmm. So I would think those three are rough, but they are, those are tough injuries. Those are very tough injuries. And Trey Norwood would have to step in at safety. And he has not played a ton. You know, you're already missing DeMonte KZ. That secondary is going to take a, a blow against right. the Jets team that have has thrown the ball well. And Joe Flacco, who possibly Joe Flacco, possibly Zach Wilson, who knows the Pittsburgh Steelers quite well, quite yeah. well. Um. I like this question here. What's the prediction before we jump into a little ad read here? What's the prediction for the record for the next four games? I'll let you start that one. Okay. So it goes Buffalo. Um, or obviously the Jets, Buffalo, okay. uh, Tampa Bay, Miami. We'll go right to Philadelphia. The Jets, Buffalo, Tampa Bay, Miami, Philly. Let's start with the Jets. You win against the Jets? You predicting a win against the Jets? No, not in this current. Oh. Like okay, all in one. I don't know. The Jets the Jets can throw. The Jets can throw. The Steelers are gonna be likely thin in the secondary. I you the offense is a, I'll believe it when I see it. If they make any improvements, I, I think that's a loss. Okay. It's gotta so, be a loss right now. I don't know. Oh and one Buffalo at Buffalo. That that's a loss. Um <laughs> I that's a not many people are gonna go into Buffalo and win this year. Yes. You come home, you host the Bucks, who have not played well. 
I know that's that's interesting. That's interesting. That I think they could knock off the Bucks, especially if they still have those injuries at receiver. Um, I guess that's three weeks away, so they'll probably get more healthy. They'll have Mike Evans back. Um, I assume Chris Godwin will be back. Um, that one's interesting. That one will be close. I don't know if you can. That's a toss up. Honestly, that's a legitimate toss up. I think, especially given the health of both teams right now. Okay, so you're gonna go Tampa Bay, possible Miami. Yeah. Let's let's give it to, let's give it to him. Let's give it to okay. So let's two and one. one, one and two. My mm-hmm. at Miami. That's Ooh, a, my like you could say whatever you want, but Miami's got to die down at some point, right? I Maybe. mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a long that's a long trip for the Steelers. I I don't know. I, yeah, maybe Miami fall, but like, how would they fall off? You know, like they've got so much talent. It's True. like, it's like what? Just I don't know. It would yeah, have nothing. to be a dramatic step back. I and I'm I'm I don't know. I think they got too many playmakers. I think it's going to be way. It's way too easy on Tua. And I agree. Sunday night game in Miami. It's going to be a rough one. Then you go to Philadelphia the Sunday after, who might be the second, third best team in football. Yeah, Philly can just do too many things like okay. they, <laughs> i don't know so Philly, one and four you're saying one and four yeah a generous one and four it's just i i don't know it's whereas you have a more optimistic i do look on the rest of the season than i do but i just it's there's nothing from these first three weeks that is super encouraging and that really tells me that they are going to hit this hardest part of their schedule running and that they're going to be a completely different team against much better competition. Okay. So take so it away. You I'm going to, I'm going to say that they walk out of that five game stretch two and three. I agree with you with almost everything two and three. I feel real good about this team and I'm going to get into it. But first we got a word from our boys over at Vincero support for today's episode comes from Vincero collective. If you aren't familiar with Vincero yet, they make exceptionally crafted and stylish watches at affordable prices. You could finally look like a baller without having to spend like one. But if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're going to win your fantasy league this year. Might as well look good all season instead of waiting for that championship payout. Not only are we going to help you win your league, but we're hooking up our listeners with the biggest discount they offer. So, If you're looking for the perfect accessory to help elevate your style this season for a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping with our exclusive code Steelers at www.vincerocollective.com. There are three words that come to mind when I think of their products, stylish, quality, and versatility. Vincero designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches. They are committed to doing things well or not at all. For all the boss men and women out there, their watches are a must. They can elevate your look with the twist of a wrist. They're made with stainless steel, durable silicone, and Italian marble straps. These sleek modern watches come with traditional automatic and Japanese quartz movements. And their sunglasses come polarized with handcrafted frames and so many styles to choose from. The eye-catching and modern designs can go with any outfit or trend. It's perfect for a day in the office or a date night out. This is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. Nobody tell my fiance, but chances are that's what she's getting for her birthday. <laughs> but but if you don't, but you don't need to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, features in Forbes, Business Insider, and Newsweek, just to name a few, Vincero offers you a shopping experience you can trust. And if you need to return or swap, no problem. 
They can only offer this big of a discount for a limited time. So don't wait or it'll be too late. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with the code STEALERS at www.vincerocollective.com. Support our show and use our code STEALERS at V-I-N-C-E-R-O collective.com. To be a winner, you have to dress the part. And that's where Vincero Collective steps in. So, um, why do watches still exist? Look at I'm gonna show you right here, Phantom. First off, I hope you're doing well out there in Vegas. Saw your, saw your comment earlier. Hope you're good. Um, second, this thing's phenomenal. Okay, and I don't wear watches, but uh, I wear that thing all the time because yeah, it just looks good constantly. Um, and like weddings, it's wedding season. All right, so. I'm optimistic, okay, about this season. I feel real good about it for a couple of reasons, okay? We're going to I gotta bring up my stats again here. We're going to start with the running game. Well, first, we're going to start with the games, okay? So you're looking at New York. I think that's a win, okay? The, there's, there's a couple things I know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. One of them being they lose games they should not lose, and they win games they should not win. The New York Jets have somehow turned into a game that they should not win. And they're going to win it. I guarantee they're I'd put I'd put anything on this game that they're going to win it. I do not believe that the offense is going to come out here and throw for a billion yards. I do not believe that it's going to take a step forward, blah, blah, blah. All I believe is that the Steelers are one of have the most motivating coach in football. He knows how to rally around his guys, and he knows how to keep heads high when they should not be high. The Jets, on the other hand, are walking in here on cloud nine that they somehow have a winning record, are feeling so good about themselves. They're going to make a change at quarterback. Zach Wilson's going to come in here, and if anybody's watched Zach Wilson in the 13 games that he's played, he hasn't played well, so I don't expect him to play well this week. I... I just don't think I don't think that the Steelers lose this game. I just find it very hard to believe. And I think I don't think it's behind Mitch Trubisky. I think it's behind Najee Harris. It's incredibly hard to run the football in Pittsburgh right now. But and everybody wants to come up with a million reasons why Najee Harris sucks. A million. All I keep hearing is Najee's got terrible vision. Najee Najee's overweight. He overtrained. He's hurt. Blah 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 blah. Got to start Jalen Warren. Look it. Look it, okay? Last year, let's just break down these numbers real quick. Let's. I'm going to read you off two stat lines, okay? Just two. And they're all rushing yards. 23 rushing yards. 49 rushing yards. 56 rushing yards. Okay? I'm going to read you off three more. 45 rushing yards. 38 rushing yards. 40 rushing yards. You want to know what that is? That's the first three games of this season. That's the first three games of last season when it comes to Najee Harris. The offensive line is terrible. The passing, which is, and they played better than I've expected. The passing game is atrocious. Matt Canada is the worst offensive coordinator in football. Every possible thing is working against this guy. Now, let me tell you, now let me read you off a couple more numbers here. You ready? This is week four, 62, week five, 122. Week 6, 81. Week 8, 91. 62, 105. It's not that Najee Harris stinks. It's that the offense is, you can't say the the passing game is atrocious 
and then say Najee Harris is atrocious, but it's Najee's fault that he sucks. And there's a billion reasons why the passing game sucks. Where have you ever seen a football team where all they do is run the football? Even Pitt, we spend a whole ton of time watching Pitt football. And they Mm -hmm. run the football better than anybody. But they could throw the football whenever they need to. The Steelers Mm -hmm. can't do that. I think that... That I think that Najee Harris is going to is going to get it rolling. I think the offensive line is built to get it rolling way better than it was last year. You have to remember he he ran for twelve hundred yards behind the worst offensive line in football last season, and the Steelers have definitely taken a step forward. Right, I think that's where you find the success, and I think it starts with Najee Harris, and I think it starts this week at home. He's healthy. You get Jalen Warren involved, easy. I think that not this is a hundred yard week for Najee. That's my bold prediction. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the few guys on this offense that is proven. That's like a proven star at at this level. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like, you know, I, I had no idea he started just as slowly uh, as as he did this year. Um, I believe it. I, I hope so. Um, I think, I think not. I think Najee's gonna get going eventually. I don't know when it'll be, but hey, maybe it is. Maybe it is on. Maybe it is this Sunday against the Jets. I think it. Against the tra- against the Jets, and mm-hmm. I agree with this comment that Pat and George Pickens are the Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. They ha- I think that's the key to the offense as a general in general is to get George Pickens involved. Easy, but mm-hmm. I don't expect that to happen. You know, and, and I heard somebody there was somebody yesterday that said to me, and they're gonna know who this is if they hear it that that Pat or that George is complaining and that he's no longer Georgia. So he has no reason to complain. This is the NFL. You don't get the football. I think George Pickens has every reason to complain in the book because when you make a catch like you made on Thursday night against the Browns, all it shows is you don't, I don't have to be open. Just throw the football and I'm going to catch it as long as it's not out of bounds. Cause he even caught against Cincinnati. He had two passes. One of them was 17 yards out of bounds when he's wide open on a deep route. The other one's 11 yards out of bounds and he still caught it and almost had his feet in bounds on a diving mm-hmm. catch. So he catches the football. It's, it's not, Oh, you know, don't stop complaining. It's no, get him the football. Easy. Right. And if your response to that is if your response to one of your best playmakers is shut up, you know, stop complaining. Like we don't need to get you the football. Like, no, get your best players the football. What is this? Like this, what is this stupid? Like, oh, shut up, rookie. Like, why yep. are we trying to prove points instead of scoring points? Like, let's yep. um, but I also think I I think Pat is the guy that really they really need to get going. Um, he opens up that middle of the field for them. He did not get a target until the fourth quarter last week against the Browns, and then immediately started going for 20 yards catch on that yep. last drive. And it's it's infuriating. Like, what are what are what are we doing here for not looking for one of our best playmakers throughout the entire game? That 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 should not happen. You know, that's it's one thing that, if he doesn't get a if he's it's one thing if he's well covered and doesn't haul in those those targets, but you have to look for him. It's a target, and we have to throw the ball to him. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mason is, Mason Rudolph told me during training camp that every quarterback on the roster understands that if they throw the football to Pat Fryermuth, there's a hundred percent chance almost that he's coming down with it. And I think you see that, you know, he's got for a tight end. He's got incredible body control. He's mm-hmm. always open. He's a strong dude. I just, you look at this and it's not, it's not, and I, maybe it is Mitch, but it's the fact that a tight ends, like, what are you going to do? You're going to throw the tight end on the sideline. 
No, right. you got to work the middle of the field and the play calls aren't to the middle of the field, which goes full circle here. But I think you mm-hmm. do have to get him involved 100%. I, I, look at this. If you get if you get Pat Fryermuth involved over the middle, if you get George Pickens involved at all, at all, mm-hmm. and you could find a running game, this offense could be legit. They could they could literally they could be legit. They mm-hmm. have the weapons. They don't have the play calling and they have a quarterback who doesn't know how to make throws. So it's just it just is what it is. But again, I think this is the week that that just kicks things off. Like, you know, people got to remember the Steelers were one in three last season heading into week five. Like that's that's just what they do. You know, mm-hmm. in 20 in 2020, Ben's first year back, they lost like seven games. In a row. They just lose games in a row. That's who the Pittsburgh Steelers are. They cannot. They would never in a million years go 16 and up, 17 and up. I like the the people, you know, like at the beginning of the year, you could bet who ha- finishes the season with the best record. Mm-hmm. Anybody who ever puts that money on the Pittsburgh Steelers is out of their mind. Mm-hmm. It's out of their mind, you know. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, you know, you, you have to look at you have to look at the positives. And I think that's where it, we've we've stuck so hard on the negatives. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are only a game back from leading the division they have won a game they're not zero three they're playing the jets which you know might might stink but if you beat the jets you're two and two and you're back to you're back to 500 and you, you know how like how reliable could the cleveland browns be all season long especially if miles garrett's out for a while mm-hmm. you know that's you're looking at that and you're thinking oh, okay like that's not you can't bank on that the the ravens are who the ravens are i expect them to win the division but I just look at this. I just look at the season as wide open. You know, I'm trying very hard to stay optimistic about it. Now, you know, do I expect changes on the offense? No, no. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking about how bad it is. You know, because like it's week four. It's week four, and I've overreacted to everything to this point. And I think you know, looking at the numbers, you got to take a step back. You got to take a step back. Now, I will just to just to you know put myself in perspective here. In your opinion. You know, you look at all these stats. I look at all these numbers. I look at all these records. There's a big glaring name that's on this football team every year, except for this year. And that's Ben Roethlisberger. Am I, you know, am I a little delusional for thinking that this way and thinking that, you know, the Ben impact can, it's not there, but the Steelers can still turn this around or is the Ben impact probably bigger than my head? Um, I don't know. So like, was Ben so you got to think about what Ben brought um, and how he contributed to you know those turnaround those midseason turnarounds or those you know winning records or those um, that kind of consistency. Um, he had a lot of good defenses too. He had the same head coach too. Um, he had really good offensive weapons too. Um, it, it it wasn't all about Ben, but I don't know. Was Ben playing particularly well during his last season? Was he? Uh, no, but but he did draw the, you know, I think Ben ran the offense. When the offense was successful, that was Ben, you know? Mm-hmm. And nobody put two-minute drives together like Ben Roethlisberger. He's the greatest comeback quarterback of all time. Uh, Okay. Um, I would disagree nah. with you on that, but... He um, is. He is. Statistically, he is. Statistically, right. he is. There's, <laughs> okay, there's okay. statistics. All right. Um, Steven grew up Tom Brady fan. 
which is I didn't grow up a Tom. Bra- okay, don't don't lie to the viewers. I did not grow up a Tom Brady fan. I grew up a Patriots fan. Let's not. That's worse. Those are, those are two completely different things. Are you, what are you talking? I think I think deifying Tom Brady would be so much worse. Um, but anyway, I yeah, I mean. Maybe that's it's it's a veteran presence at and you know a guy who's going to end up in the Hall of Fame at the most important position on the field. Um, so I don't think you I don't want to minimize that. That's obviously important, but there, like you said, there are the pieces to make this turnaround. Like they don't they don't need Ben to make this turnaround. Um, they 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 have what it takes to to get better and to improve um, and to win to actually win some games, but. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think they. I think Ben had a big impact on this team, but they don't need him to to be as good as they were with him. That I, that's how I look at this. Is you know you should be able to rebound, you know, and you have the pieces, and this is a much better team than Ben had his last two seasons. A much better, a much better team. Um, I love that that Phantom TV is already upset with you. Um, I how long that would take to come out, but. I was hoping I, I I didn't know when to break it to people, but you know he's he's fine. He's been in Pittsburgh for a couple of years. Stevens okay. Um, I I agree with you. I think that you look at this team and it's it's got so much talent around it. Everybody keeps saying this. Everybody in the locker room's like, look at you. Know, we have the pieces. We're just we're just not there. It's not clicking. And I I just I think that they'll be fine as long as things start to click, you know, and you got to have better play calling, but you have to have better execution. Mitch has to figure it out to some degree, you know, like he, he, to some degree, Mitch has to be like, okay, I could get us three first downs. You know, if you could get three first downs, if you could score two touchdowns a game, three touchdowns a game, that's all you have to do. 20 points. It's always 20 points. If you could score 21 points a game, you will win that football game. That has been the mindset in Pittsburgh for all of eternity. And that will continue to be the mindset. You know, and I think that's that's what it comes down to. Um, um, yeah, so this is I want to address this real quick. Mitch doesn't have the authority to change the line at the line, the call at the line of scrimmage, which is ridiculous. Every single quarterback in the league should have the ability to change the, the call at the line of scrimmage and they should get ringed out if they make a bad call. But how the i mean like chase claypool said it himself he said sometimes on third down we go out there and we call the wrong offense for against the defense that they have out there mm-hmm. how do you have any idea what you're going to look at when you're in the huddle and they're in the huddle right you can't be you you have to give your quarterback especially in those situations the ability to say oh okay we have to make an adjustment here otherwise this isn't going to work you know like quarterbacks are the smartest people on the field that's right. and that's they just they need to stop babying Mitch like he is old enough where if he's gonna you have to let him make his mistakes um you can't hide him and you can't hide him for the sake of you know living in your fears like we, we've we've used that phrase over and over but you, you've got to stop babying Mitch he's got to take the training wheels off even if he makes yep. mistakes he's got to be able to make them he's got to be allowed to make them himself um yeah yep I think that that some of that changes this week I think to a degree, you know, Mike Tomlin steps in here and, and says, look, we're going to figure this out right now or we're not going to figure it out at all because he understands that you can't you can't go into Buffalo one and three and then definitely lose to Buffalo. Look at one and four coming home against Tampa, you know, because at that point, that's a must win. Like, it's not like, a oh, must like it's not like a must win. It's like if we don't win this game, our season is literally over. 
And nobody wants that. Art Rooney doesn't want that. The Steelers organization is going to start throwing a fit when fans stop showing up to these games. And that's going to happen. You know, like nobody's coming to watch a one in nine football team. It's mm. just, especially with a quarterback that they hate, you know, mm. that's just not going to happen. So at some point, the Steelers organization is going to step in here and say, well, look, things have changed and they're going to change right now. No doubt. No doubt. All right. Well, everybody stay optimistic. Sunday's a new day. Yeah, I'm feeling real good about it. I'm going to keep hammering the work. Everything's going to be fine, but he needs to relax. And, uh, you know, we'll be fine. But for now, go enjoy your, what's today, Wednesday? Go enjoy your Wednesday. Go enjoy the cold. Go hit a sauna and then walk outside. It's like taking a nice bath. It's pretty nice, actually. <laughs> Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to follow us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcasts and go check out our code at VinceroCollective.com. I believe the code ends at the end of this week, maybe. So, you know, go check that out. Get yourself something nice like this dope watch or a little bracelet or a necklace. They got some gold chains, some sunglasses, the whole nine. I will be back tomorrow. Me and Derek will be back Thursday. Enjoy your day. Peace. (laughs) 